Good afternoon, internets. Welcome to Out of Character. It's Monday. Yeah, Monday is a weird day for us. Well, after yesterday's debacle, I think oh, we, we owed our, our fan, you know, parentheses S, if there yes. are more than one, a, a proper podcast, if you will. Yes, uh, yesterday we had all sorts of technical issues, not to mention the fact that it was yesterday, not last Friday, which is when we usually record. <laughs> so, do-over. Yes. And, is that uh, one still is that one still visible? If anyone wished to no, still see our attempts, okay. No, I, so that it, did not I, happen. Yeah, well, just that has been erased from the history of the <laughs> internets, uh, and and did not happen. And we are for the first time now discussing early adoption of consoles, games, technology, anything and everything. Just being one of the the first to get your hands on something, and. Uh, not children, Frozen. as it says in the in the gift or JPEG. Not children. Um, not early adoption <laughs> of, of kids. Although, I suppose the pros and cons would be similar there. We we do have a Facebook page now. Um, it's yes. Facebook.com/slash/out-of-character-podcast. Just spell it out. I don't think the capitalization matters. So you can like us on there. Right now, I'm the only fan. Chris needs to like it, but that's I'll make fine. On that. I, I have yet to determine <laughs> whether I am a fan. I, I have oh, not yes. looked at it. You need to get um, on the early adoption of our Facebook page. I'm, I'm going to be one of the early adopters, which may come yes. back to bite me in the ass later. <laughs> but who knows? And it's actually so. So you you uh, made this out of character podcast, all one word. I actually set up a WordPress blog so we can get an RSS feed going soon. And I had Sweet. I had to resort to the exact same name, out of okay. character podcast. So that worked out pretty good. Yeah, WordPress out of character dot WordPress dot okay. com. Out of character dot word. I, I need to early adopt that too. Out of character podcast dot wordpress dot com. There is nothing even there yet, but same with the Facebook that. page. Yeah, yeah, let's not get too excited. So no, no, no. But in, in fact, the blog for the most part. I mean, occasional show notes and links, but mostly um, I'm going to use it because it supposedly plays pretty nice with audio only RSS feeds. So that that would and that's something we've been talking about too. So. Yeah, 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 make our show a little easier to get to, and then eventually, I mean, we, we can get our, our feed on iTunes to make that easier for those who are the fruit-loving uh, crowd among us. Fruit, oh, fruit-loving, okay, I get it. I fruit. Ah, that's a apple. GTA reference. That was our uh, mandatory mention of GTA in this episode, so we yeah, got that we have, we have got it seven weeks in a row, so... Now some some could argue that that we're ahead of the curve now because Monday does come before Friday, but this is this is still a makeup, so there this should is be makeup. one. We're we're gonna do one on Friday, hopefully. Yes. Friday, Friday or Saturday. I I figure once we and by once we I mean we'll probably never do this, but if we <laughs> uh, ever get on a regular schedule of posting the posting the new episodes, um, as opposed to recording, then we will try to post them at oh, a regular I didn't even time. Think about that. That would make sense. Record them when we when we can, but we'll yeah. post them at a set time every week, and they'll show up on the RSS feed that I will be setting up uh, after now. Excellent. Yeah. So. Getting fancy. Yeah. Well, seven's a big number. Speaking of seven, Star Wars Seven has an official release date. Segway. Sure. <laughs> that was totally. I did not rehearse that. That was not we, scripted. We gotta get some segue. We need some like a little segue. Um, so yes, episode seven. 
12, 18, 15. And for those that might be doing math in their head, 12 is not equal to 5. It's not coming out in May. But this might be a good thing because I personally would rather have it in December of 2015 than May of 2016 just for the yeah. sake of having it out in May. Not me. I would, I would wait. I would wait to have it in May. Just for the sake of May? Yes. Hmm. I guess tradition, just to be JJ. And him and well, I are on a first name basis, so that's okay that I call him that. Yeah, he's fine with it. His his actual, do you know what the JJ stands for? No, I don't actually. It's unpronounceable. You know, like uh, the god Cthulhu, from, sure. well, his full name is unpronounceable to human, uh, by the human tongue, and JJ is sort of the same thing. It's hmm. He was born of dark gods uh, when the god of Star Wars and the god of Star Trek uh, traveled time and procreated together. They created this unpronounceable. That's why he's called JJ. Huh. It's it's a favor to us um, unworthy humans, I guess, right? Yeah. And we have yet to, to, just to find out if he is the savior of mankind or the harbinger of our destruction. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess we'll find out a little sooner because him and uh, Kasdan are completely taking away control from, what is it, Arndt on the script? Yeah, the guy, the Toy Story guy? Yeah, Toy Story and Little Miss Sunshine. So yeah. Josh, Josh, John, something, it's something Arndt, I think. Yeah, it's a J. Michael, Michael like Arndt. I'm not even not, close. It's not a J. That's not even, that's <laughs> not even the right letter. There's a, there's a J in, in some spellings of it if, if you were to, yeah. No, not really. Exactly. It's a yeah, it's a silent J. <laughs> but so so um I in theory I would say do what will best service the movie, but the problem is supposedly there was a big studio push to get it out in 2015 and I suspect mm. it's just because that's what they announced, you know, right after the big merger or not merger, the bought, when they bought right. LucasArts, they said new Star Wars in 2015. And I think somebody was just really insistent on that. So they're like, well, we can push it to December, I guess. When huh. really, I would be fine with them taking as long as they need. Yeah, I would too. I mean, we've already waited. When when did uh, Episode 3 come out? 03? So we've already waited at least 10 years. Arguably, we have waited uh, Forever. since 83. Yes, 83. <laughs> Good Star for a, Wars for again. a proper Star Wars movie. Yes, so I will wait as long as is necessary. But it's who knows. I mean, maybe this may turn out well. Kasdan being on board was amazing to me. Yes, but... and Williams, but yeah, he's more musical than than story. Well, but I, I didn't honestly, I didn't know that Kasdan was still alive. I, <laughs> I, guess I didn't I didn't know, know like either, who he but... was. I'd never seen pictures of him. I don't know if it was like a conjuring that Lucas did for when he was still good and before he went evil. But uh, I was like, oh, hey, cool, he must still be alive. Or they're, or they're working on some ghost Obi-Wan thing to have him, JJ, yeah. you must put me back in the movie. And what's that? Okay, yeah, sure. That might actually fit. If JJ is the product of some sort of union of dark gods, he may have the power to resurrect. But yes, Kazan, whether through normal means or supernatural <laughs> incantations, uh, is alive. And that's cool. He was the writer on uh, Empire. Yes, which arguably is the is the best one. Right, and and so that was always a good thing. But it, having JJ involved in the writing in general seems like a bad idea because that's sort of the way of that Lucas went, where he's like, I could also write this, and then he clearly can't. Right. Um, 
but I my sense is that the more and I don't know if this is true. My sense is that the more JJ has been involved with the script of things that he's done, the less I like them. Mm, I don't like Lost. Yeah, I don't know if that's true because I haven't like paid super attention to like which episodes of Lost he wrote and which you know. So I don't really know if that's true, but I, I I think he's an okay director and sort of an idea man, like Lucas. Like he was, he's a good idea man. He just needs to step back and delegate. And I feel like JJ should probably do the same thing. But do you think it's you think it's an ego thing, or you think it's uh, corporate pulling the strings, pulling him and uh, Kazdin in on the script? I think they were studio was pushing for the date, and I think he figured, well, if we have to kind of move things along quicker than we wanted to, there's a certain logic that says having the director work on the script also would streamline things a little bit and speed things right, up. Right, and. and- we don't know, and I don't think we will. Some people are theorizing that aren't, you know, whatever he delivered so far is scrapped, or other people are saying, you know what, it's just they're they like what he had, and they're just kind of, you know, tweaking right. it, I guess. So yeah. we we won't know, and I don't think we ever will. So yeah, well, so we'll see. But that's yes. in general, I can I can get behind having more Star Wars. I'm. I, th- I think we could both agree that, that May 2015 would be best-case scenario, but <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. They're not going to nope. move it up. Hey, by the way, we're, we're going up to summer 15. No. Nope. At this point, I do not want them to because they have shown us that they are not that they are maybe barely ready for December. So yeah, I think they're, they're starting production in spring. Yeah. It's just... I saw casting stuff on the internet. But... Yeah, they're doing, like, open casting, right? That is weird, but, that's man... Great. I'm not a uh, I'm not a studio executive, so I'm gonna I'm gonna trust their expertise. You didn't want to spring for a ticket to go over there and no fly out there no, and uh, old. yeah well well they need they need some older I mean I mean I could be an extra you're not gonna I'm be sure a lead. Want to out there for that yeah I'm pretty sure they fly extras around like <laughs> <laughs> all expense paid from you're, Louisiana yeah, yeah. to London with a limo ride for for all yeah, the yeah. extra yeah. That's right. got to be how they, how they charge so much money for the movies. So Probably. All right. So Star what Wars, else? yes, exciting. Um, Call of Duty Ghosts. We, we talked about this a little bit yesterday to nobody else's knowledge but us. Uh, great reviews editorial-wise, but not so much on the user scores on Metacritic. 1.7 for the PC, 1.8 for the PS3, and 2.1. That's That's a step up for the 360. So... That I have says, no idea what's going on. Probably says as much about the 360 crowd as it does the game itself. But yeah. you said the the basic issue is people are finally w- wise to the fact that these are the same game every year yeah. with, with sort of Madden-like uh, minor changes or improvements. And, and I did a little more checking. I guess one of the things is they'll... I guess they made the game, and they're like they took back some features to release them in a paid DLC. So I don't know if everyone's like, "Oh, fool!" Bullshit. Yeah, hey, it was is. This the game was, was this the one? I can't remember because there's always all these military shooters get mixed up. But um, was this the one where they like it looked like they reused an entire cutscene? Did you see that? Hi, I don't know. No, I, I haven't heard about that. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. It's a side-by-side comparison, and obviously they—I mean—it's re-rendered and retextured and everything. But like for the motion capture and the actual, like the angle, the camera angle, everything is is 
almost identical. It just has sort of different dialogue and whatever. But if you look at them side by side, you're like, holy crap, you are so the same game that you didn't even bother <laughs> making new... Like, you, you could just release the same game, put it in a different case, and like, here you go, here's more yeah. things. This, this one's in space, and this one's in Vietnam, and this one's in <laughs> uh, the desert. They just yes. change the color of the texture. Actually, it is. I just Google it real quick while you're talking, and it is. Uh, it. Call of Duty Ghost branded lazy for reusing Modern Warfare 2 cutscene. This is yeah. four days ago Metro from the New York Daily. Yeah, yeah, Great. watch it. It's, it's not very long, but it's just, yeah. And then wow. there might be. Right? It's like well, and, and this, this kind of shows their douchebaggery because um, they were also the ones who called out uh, Rockstar and said, hey, $1 billion, pfft, ain't going to last long until our game comes out, and, well, it depends on which way you want to look at it. Technically, they did beat a billion dollars in one day, but I think there's uh, should be a shit ton of asterisks at the end of it because their $1 billion figure means that they sold a billion dollars of merch to the retailers. So GameStop, Best Buy, whoever's selling these uh, games has bought, the retail channels in general have bought a billion dollars worth of the game and this is this is included in uh, next gen consoles, so you know yeah. that they can't have sold that because that's not out. You know, PS4 is out this week, I think, and Xbox is next week. So yeah, those games oh. are not in the hands of consumers; they're just sitting yeah, in they're just sitting there in the back room somewhere, waiting to go. So out the executives, the yeah, the executives got paid, but uh, not so much. Game GameStop is hoping that people are like, hey, don't don't look at the 2.1, look at the nines and the must buy. I saw a commercial the other day while watching TV, and it's like must buy, and it was all these editorial reviews, and I'm just kind of snickering, thinking, don't don't go on Metacritic. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the impact of Metacritic a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. So and that's it was good pretty, that people are. It was pretty crazy, just how different it was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I know this is bad, but. Call of Duty Ghosts, just to see what the editorial was. Because it was it's 74 for Xbox 360, 68 on PC. I don't know how PS4 has a rating already. It's not out yet. And then 75 on PS3. So that's a stark difference from 2 and 1, high 1s, yeah. low 2s. That's crazy. So that makes you wonder about the review process. But for mm-hmm. more on that, go see episode whatever that was Six, that we did. Five. Then we don't have that those. many. You just watch them all. Yeah, it's like it's going to take you terribly long to... <laughs> so, news-wise, that's that. Um, yes. And then... Sega! Closer to home news-wise, um, we'll put a link to this on Facebook, uh, to the Playsets uh, Kickstarter. Yes, that was pretty awesome, actually. Which is pretty cool, and it actually went the other day. Playsets is, uh, they, they as they describe it, the future of social storytelling, which is a little bit of hyperbole, I think, but it's a remote tabletop RPG um, system, which has been done before, but I particularly like the style and the approach of these of this team. Um, so it's so that you can play RPGs like D&D or any, I mean, they're, they're sort of rules agnostic remotely, so people in different locations can all get online, like see the same table. Exactly, so I, like, I'm really looking forward to using this when the beta starts, which should be soon. Um, I backed them, Nugent backed them at at the level where you get uh, four beta keys. So we have extra beta keys. We have eight beta keys, yeah. Really? Uh, Yep. I guess we could probably give some of them away if that's possible. Uh, Possibly. I mean, we're going to need 
we're going to use several of them because Nugent's going to play too. But yeah, if we have any that we're not using, we could consider giving those away. And it's a contest or listener sure. incentive. And speaking of which, I did just link it. This is this is cool. I I like this. I'm like live collaboration. So it's on it's on our Facebook page. You can go and check it out now. Cool. Uh, like like you said, the Kickstarter actually is over with, right? No, it's not over. They they did hit their goal, which was thirty thousand. They have four more days. Okay. They're at thirty three thousand right now. They're they've set a couple of new stretch goals, which I don't know that they're necessarily going to get to. But um, their plan is basically that in, when it releases, the game, the core game, it's or the core um, set itself will be free, and then expansions and stuff that will come later. Okay. You'll pay for. Kind of like what Kerbal Space Program is going to do. The uh... The beta, I guess, is going to get you the base game, and then anything else that they release after, it's going to be an, a paid expansion, but there was a whole debacle on... Wait, you said it was going to include everything, and I guess they said, okay, if you, if you bought it from this point forward till the end of this month or whatever, I don't remember what month it was, but they said, you'll get everything for free. Yeah. There, was, there was a big stink about it. I don't know if you remember hearing about it. but Yeah, I do. Well, and that gets us... I mean, that's our topic for today is early adoption, and that's part mm-hmm. of the, the issue... Particularly now, because with with Kickstarter, with Steam Greenlight, with with some of these things where you're you know where you have early access, you're paying in theory possibly more than you'd pay to wait. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I I could have waited for this and gotten the the core set for free, but I wanted you know if the Kickstarter didn't go, if they didn't get funding, it wouldn't exist at all. So I'm happy to to be in early. Um, but there is that question of, you know, how my my thirty dollars or whatever could have gone to buying several expansions afterward. Now you do get the first one for for free at that level. You get a vote, oh, the expansion? Extra vote okay. on what the first expansion will be, and you get it for free, which is cool. Nice. But you know, like as far as my personal, um, you know, like financially or whatever, how you how could you make the most of your money? Probably by waiting. Right. Well, and that, and that kind of goes through with every early adoption. Yeah, it's always going to be cheaper, but you yep. know what? What incentives? And I think this is neat that uh, Kickstarter and other um, sites similar to Kickstarter, because I know Krayos with their uh, Meteor Watch used a different one. Oh yeah, yeah. But they they offer different incentives. In Indiegogo, I N D I E G O G O. Yeah, yep. Indiegogo. Yep, yep. So I mean, it's pretty cool. They're um... Like I said, they have some competition um, in that same realm, but really, uh, yeah, I, I actually didn't know about it. There, there's another. It's called Roll. I think it's Roll20.net, hmm. and it's a free service, and and it has uh, you know world building tools for for a GM to set up a campaign, and it has uh, some some. Some GM tools. It also has some some sort of sharing stuff. It has video chat built in, which is cool. Okay. For so you can get all your players in there. You can share like music that I'm playing. I'm you know my so my playlist, and you all can hear the same. Oh, that's neat. Um, the thing is that it's I'm not a big fan of its model because the model is there's there's a free level where you have mm. a cap you have a cap on artwork, and then there are two paid levels that are monthly. Uh, five dollars and ten dollars, and that sounds yeah. like a lot for. I mean, I guess if you're if you're a hardcore D and D tabletop player, that's that's nothing. That's like Netflix, but 
well, sure, for the casual players like us, you know, we've done a couple adventures in one campaign in person. That's that's a little harder to convince versus at least like a one-time payment, you know, kind of like the yeah. Adobe subscription where they went to it. Yeah, see, in theory, $5 a month is is okay, but it's like you unlock – they have kind of cool things like um, dynamic lighting, for example, so you can mm-hmm. set light sources and stuff that you get at the $5 level. But and, and you get more storage because it's all cloud-based storage for your for your artwork and stuff. Um, but the but the other on top of that, you also have to buy the artwork, and they sell it in really? packs. So like, there's one that's like, I don't know, twelve. I'm making up the numbers because I don't remember. Like twelve dollars will get you a pack of sixty character tokens, you know. And so that's all artwork that because you can import your own artwork too. But I don't want to do that. Like that's this isn't the point to me. So you can download character models, you know, for for that base cost. Um, but it's like now I'm buying artwork packs, and I'm potentially paying a monthly subscription, and that that model just kind of gets expensive quickly. Sure, and I know um, one thing I liked about playsets is there's no rules built in, right? You could Correct. you could do anything. You could go from all probably all the way from Warhammer, although it'd probably be a little tricky with you know, different scales, basically, all the way to, like, Necromunda or D&D. So I like that feature just because it's totally open to you. You could, if, if you wanted to make up your own gaming system, you could use playsets to use that as a medium. Potentially, yeah. The only thing, like, right now, it's the only rule that's built in, I guess, if you want to call it that, is that it's a square grid base. As opposed to, what, hex, hexagonal? Hex. or Yeah, they, they said they're open to doing hex, uh, but that would be down the line. Well, that's still pretty neat. So yeah, yes. check it out. Um, Kickstarter, and I'm sure you could just Google Kickstarter playsets or go on our Facebook page. It's on there. It's one of two things on there right now. So. Yep. And back them if you're at all interested because they're pretty cool. Awesome. Yep. So that's happening, and that is our topic for the day. Early adoption. <laughs> yes. Early adoption. So. Kickstarter is one version of early adoption, but specifically, you were wanting to talk about more, like, personal choices of major purchases, right? Sure. And, and you know, you always have the format wars that, that we can remember back from, you know, we were alive, but I'm sure neither of us were thinking as we were in our diapers about which one's better, VHS or beta. But this has happened a time or two before. Um, if you want to quote Battlestar Galactica, it, you know, it's all going to happen again, basically. So... Um, but I don't think that the X-Bone versus the PS4, that one of them is going to go, you know, I guess, to the wayside by the next two or three years. I, I don't think that's going to happen, obviously. We've seen that the PS3 and the Xbox 360, even the Wii and the Wii U now, they it kind of supports a, I guess, arena where there can it's not just a one- or two-party system. You know, it can have two or three, and now you got, you know, Wii coming in, and I don't know. What what is the correct pronunciation of that one? Which one? Uh, the O U Y A. Ouya. Ouya. Yeah. So you have you have new things coming in. You have Android based. I know Steam is working on a tabletop or I guess a computer based that you hook up to your computer uh, TV. Yeah, so, there's Steam box. Right. So I, I don't, I'm not saying that you know hedge your bets now because one of them is going to be gone in a few years. I'm saying that. Um, Early adoption does have its risks, and we can see from Format Wars in the past that if you do bet on the wrong horse, say, you, you, well, 
just you might as well flush that money down the toilet because I'm sure people who have a large collection of HD DVD movies are, well, yeah, you can still play them, but it's not <laughs> going to happen anymore. You yeah. paid two or three hundred bucks for your player early on, and you're like, well, I would rather rather have spent that on, you know, donuts. I don't know. Something useful. Something <laughs> yeah, a little sure. more gratifying. <laughs> so, yeah. obviously, well, like I said, we had we had VHS and beta way back in the 80s. Um, that was really the first one that I came across, and it was Sony on uh, backing beta and JVC for, uh, backing the VHS medium. So Sony basically put all their money into beta because they felt that the quality, the better quality, I guess, I don't remember even the resolution. It Comparing it to nowadays resolution would be apples and oranges, and I really right. don't want to dig that back up. But, nope. you know, the quality, yeah, the quality on beta was better, and... But VHS had them beat on length, you know, two hours versus one hour. And I don't know about you, but besides a TV show, not even really a sporting event, you can't really get much into a one-hour tape. Nope. Most most movies, even nowadays, you know, not including, like, the Peter Jackson, like, four-hour extended editions of Lord of the Rings, most movies are close to, if not over, two hours. So I really think Sony kind of bet on the wrong horse, thinking, hey, you know, everyone will be happy with one hour, and if not, well, just split it up. I, I remember back with Braveheart, even watching Braveheart on VHS, that was two tapes. And you had, oh, yeah. to, I don't know, you had to, like, base your movie on, okay, now when do we cut? Because, yeah, we have two hours, but we don't want to cut in the middle of a battle. That's just going to kill any momentum. And So you have to, like, well, is now a good time to cut? Please insert yes. disc two. So... <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, we're not well, disc two. I guess that, that two. format war. I mean, b th there are other examples where like there was really no direct competition, but it was still a bad idea. Like, I mean, Laserdisc didn't go anywhere. Oh yeah. Well, and uh, uh, eight track, it was a hundred percent early on. Yeah. Uh, mini disc. There's another Sony one. Oh yeah, Sony is was not doing so well up up until Blu-ray. Spoiler alert. <laughs> they did win that one, by yes. the way. In case you are living <laughs> ten years ago. Um, other like defunct technologies. Yeah. Uh, what else would there be like from the last from our lifetime? What else is there? Um, we can't really say cassettes because I say that that served out its purpose. It just yeah. got replaced by version three. Yeah, cassettes but died. The CD they... was out in nineteen eighty one. Did you realize no, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's old. It just didn't really... Yeah. I remember reading that Billy Joel put out one of his albums. Albums. It was still albums back then in, in 81 on a CD, and everyone was like, what? <laughs> what is this D CD you speak of? What am I going to do with this shiny Frisbee? <laughs> My brother had... Uh, we had gotten a computer that had a, a CD-ROM drive on it, and it had it was a caddy system, right? And he was listening. It was like Aerosmith's Greatest Hits or something. So this is a long time ago. This is like a 286 computer. And uh, my brother, he like comes and gets me. And he's like, how do I rewind it? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I, I want to rewind it and, and take it out so that way I don't have to rewind it next time. And I'm like, dude, it's not a tape. There's nothing physical moving on it. He's like, what? And I think his mind was blown as much as my mind was on What? Since you bring that up, this I was thinking of this yesterday. This is not on topic at all, but I don't care. Um, rewind. Okay, we when we use you and I use the word rewind, it's a throwback to cassettes and VHS. Yes. It's not a thing anymore. 
What's is there a word? Is there a verb that replaces it? You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I, you could still kind of have it like on a DVR because you can rewind back through. Like if you're watching a TV show that you recorded and you're fast forwarding through the commercials, you have to still rewind. But well, sure. I mean, but fast forward implies going forward fast. That works for any. That's format. true. But the word rewind is this historical anachronism now, and I would I just like is that still the word or is I don't is know we we'd almost have to like wait and do a longitudinal study on people That's who aren't curious if you, if you, yeah like what are our kids gonna call like is it gonna be just rewind because I mean dialing a phone doesn't make any sense because there's no dial right but we still use that. That's and true. it's still called the dialer on your smartphone. So I guess maybe rewind is still the word. But when I say it, I'm like, because I guess I always thought like very physically about the winding of tape <laughs> when I said that word, and now it doesn't make any sense. But. With 8-tracks, you couldn't even rewind it. You had to go all the way through. You had to fast forward all the way through because it was one continuous loop. Huh. So I, I, I think you that. could fast forward, but I don't think there was a mechanism. The gears just weren't meant to go backwards. You had to that would suck play it all the way through, and at least with a cassette, you could flip it over to side B and listen to your B tracks. Yeah. Same as an album, I guess. So. Huh. Well, anyway, not to divert us too far, but um, I assume that this this topic came up because of the impending console releases. Oh, yeah. Uh, and people, like, months and months ago, uh, you know, formed camps as their... As, as people Teams always do. Microsoft kind of a thing. Sure, and I mean, it started with diehard fanboys on both sides, but then well, early in the year, well, well, I guess it was, was it E3? When I think so. Everybody, think like, E3 declared, was the first major details, yeah. Yeah, they declared Sony the winner in, in, in well in advance because they were doing everything right that Microsoft was doing wrong, but then in the months since then... <laughs> they've dropped the ball. It's kind of evened out, and in some ways been surpassed by the Xbone, arguably. I, to be honest, I still have not seen any killer feature on either one that I. Yeah, I mean, feel like the, I need to have, but. I think the reason we all ended up on PS3 was a social aspect of it. You know, I had I had both at one point in time, and you know, for various reasons, I had friends that had it on both, and the PlayStation ultimately won because it had a Blu-ray drive in it. So it had a dual purpose to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then since we both had one... Our friends got one, and their friends got one, and so on, and so on, yeah. Normally, with with the issue of early adoption, like, how soon do I want to uh, gamble my money on a brand new thing. Because that's Normally, what it is. That's what it is, for I sure. Mean, yeah, the, the, but, like I said, these systems aren't going anywhere, so you're not going to be, well, you might you might risk um, waiting three months and then getting version 2 or version 1.1, whatever you want to call it, a newer hardware release at a cheaper price. That's sure. all you're really gambling with for these consoles. But other things like Kickstarter, besides Kickstarter's built-in, I guess, ways to make sure that you get the product, which we could go on to a whole other pebble caveat there, there's nothing saying that they have to do it. You know what I mean? Or that it's going to pan out. Right, right. Yeah, and that's, I mean, Kickstarter tries to to minimize that, but yeah, I mean, obviously they have a list of 
vaporware, <laughs> you know, things that never materialized mm -hmm. after a successful Kickstarter. Um, the consoles, um, you know, if, if what you're risking is not, yeah, it's it's not like HD DVD or whatever, like where you're going to have a bunch of unusable games or something. The, the consoles will be around, and and probably you'll be able to if if you get an Xbox or a PS4 and you're like, you know what, this is not what I thought it would be, you'll be able to sell it for most of your money. And you might even back. be able to sell it for more, depending on how early you well, sell it. Yeah, depending on the timing, that's true. Yeah, that's and true. and how how high your douchebag factor is. If you want to mark it up to two or three thousand, somebody probably is going to pay that within a week or two. But I imagine as and that also depends on uh, their supplies too. I know with the Xbox 360 and the PS3 when they first came out, it was people lining up days in advance, and you're like, how much is your time worth? Well, if you're tripling your money and yeah, it's true. worth a lot. But um, the the thing is, in the past, when you made that call, whatever, you know, I mean, however much money it is and, and whatever you potentially stand to lose uh, by jumping in early, now you don't, you still don't know what you're getting, even though they've announced all these details about the new consoles, they've also said, well, these are things that will patch in at some point, features that you'll be able, that our console will have these features, but it won't have them at launch, and they give you this sort of fuzzy window of, of you know what their plans are to, to add certain features. And this is for both of the new consoles coming up. They both had various... It's like two lists. Here's the features that you will actually receive with the device that you pay real money for <laughs> and walk out of the store with, and here's the separate list of features that we have the capability of adding at some point and, and most likely will but could in theory change our minds at any time so it's you know what I, it really like sounds like more of a gamble it it almost sounds like a political campaign yeah it does that like is they true. have these they have these promises and it's like well yeah no we changed our mind we're just not going to do that not to get political on this no game. but that, that's what it is it's it's once you i mean you can make a bunch of campaign promises and when you do that all you're trying to do is get elected and once you're elected or in this case once you have once you've sold the console, you're not really beholden to anybody. You you are you are held by standards of decency to do yeah. what you said you would do. But Major Nelson might might get some angry tweets on Twitter, but that's that might it's probably about it. Yeah, I mean, there's no legal. Because remember, I mean, we know there's not because, in fact, you remember when Sony on the PS3 they had the Linux um, feature where you could run Linux on the PS3. Oh, yeah, right. and they disabled it. Yeah, so it, that wasn't even, oh, you said you were going to have this, but you didn't. That was you literally had that feature that I paid money for and then took it away from me, and it was upheld in court that they were allowed to do that. That was features that they could take away from the device. So when you buy this thing, this box that's in your house, and you think, I own, you know, I mean, if, if, if you buy a, a set of dishes at Walmart, <laughs> you give X number of dollars, and you have X number of plates. And right. they're your plates, and they're in your house. And if you want to use one of them as a frisbee, and you want to you want to go skeet shooting with the rest of them in your yard, <laughs> they're your plates, and you know what you have because you know what you paid for. And that if if the box says eight plates and there's only seven, you go back and say, "Where's my other plate?" And they say, "Whoops, here's another box of plates." Like it's it's Walmart too, so you could probably maliciously do that too. But <laughs> yeah, take one out and keep that. returning it. Like, yeah, the plate. This one had six back. in it. I need two more. And they're like, "Oh, well, here you go." I get, I get nervous. Have you heard about, not to get a little off topic, but have you heard about people 
uh, buying devices shortly after launch and opening it and there being a brick inside? No. I This happened a couple times. I remember it was usually Best Buy. I'm not to badmouth one of my former employers, but people would buy like a an iPad 2 and I guess... Okay, so let's say that, that you buy an iPad 2 and I think this is when it came out. You go home, you open it, you take the iPad out, you put a brick inside that weighs roughly the same as an iPad 2. You re-shrink wrap it, so there's malicious intent involved. And you oh, return yeah. it to Best Buy unopened, like, eh, I didn't want it. And they're like, okay. And then I come that, or that same day or at a later point in time and buy it and open it up, and I have a brick. Now, I don't know about you. I've worked customer service, but if somebody comes back in the store after <laughs> they've left, and they're uh, like, hey, where's my iPad? There was this brick inside. I'm going to be like, really, dude? Yeah, that's a move because not only are you yeah. stealing, but then you're basically having some random stranger pay for what you stole. Because if I buy that brick, yeah, Best Buy is not gonna buy They're it back. They're not gonna believe you. They're gonna keep my money, and I just subsidized your theft. <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to steal, I don't condone it. But just take the damn thing. Don't make me pay for it. Right. Don't don't have two victims in it, Best Buy and me. So exactly. But yes, um, where were we before we got tangented off a tangent? Um, well, we were we oh. were talking about features, features, right? Console features, yeah. Yeah. Well, even even when the Xbox 360 and the PS3 launched, you know, they had all the features. I don't remember too much in that, but games. What about? There's no promise. There's no guaranteed release. We will release four games a week that are awesome. That are this level of awesome. How do launch titles work, like, officially? If, if I have no idea. If they're probably 30 launch titles that are going to be... And, they, and they've published the lists of... So, like, is, is, is the publisher of those games, like, are they contractually obligated to produce? I would assume so. Maybe they get a bonus if there's certain reviews <laughs> or huh. sales features or if they get it out in time. Or if not, maybe they're just like, well, we tried, sorry. I know, I know a lot of the complaints with the PS3... Um, were there were no games and people had a basically just a very expensive Blu-ray player because what was uh, the PS3 when it came out like five or six hundred bucks? Well, the first came out yeah, six hundred I think. It was because uh, I want to say it was more than the PS4 was or is going to be. Yeah, it was. It was very expensive, absurd. And I know too. I told this to to my wife recently that Sony lost money on every console for like four years until uh-huh. they finally broke even, and it wasn't like they're losing fifteen bucks. Like they're losing. Two or three hundred dollars per console, based on the idea that they're going to get. I, I guess they get a sale or a, a portion of game sales too, to make up for this hardware investment. I don't know. Well, they like have something worked out. They they are a uh, publisher. Okay. As well as being a hardware developer, so. So they, if you and I release a game, do they get a certain cut of all of our sales? No, not, I don't think okay. so. Not, not not by default. But if they are the publisher, oh, and like I see if what you're, you're saying. you know, like Naughty Dog, like Gran Turismo, developer, yeah, yeah, Gran Turismo, all the Naughty Dog games are Sony for them. produced. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you're under the Sony umbrella, and they are okay. your distributor, your publisher, then uh, yeah, obviously they're going to take a cut. I don't think they just get a cut of any game released on their console, but I do think there are. I'm sure you have to pay for the dev kit. Right. Well, well, well yeah, for sure system. you have to pay for the dev kit, but I think there's also basic licensing that's, fees. Yeah, that's true. But so I that's don't probably how like they do it. Percentage of sales. And yeah, and I'm sure over time too, it becomes less expensive to make a console that's what five, six years old now, yeah. if not longer than that. 
Yeah. So that that just blew my mind though to think that they're carrying a loss for more than one year and a significant loss because they're like, well, we really hope this investment pans out, and it it did. Apparently, yeah. I think it was 2011 or something, 2010 when they broke even. Oh yeah. So everybody's going to do okay with this new generation, I think. Well, everybody meaning the two big players. Nintendo seems to be content to slowly die over 20 yeah, years. Yeah, and hold I, a backseat to the big... <laughs> I, I don't understand their model at all. I don't, I don't understand how they expect to keep going. But to be honest, I don't understand how they're still in business now. So clearly I'm missing something. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, mean they, I, I thought the Wii U was a little gimmicky to begin with. Yeah, now, yeah. The Wii was okay, but to have... I mean, okay, yeah, I, I have one one big TV in our living room. We have, you know, a littler one upstairs, but the idea of having a screen built in so you could play the game, why not just make it a handheld as opposed to this weird hybrid? Yeah, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Having a second screen for gaming has potential, but it's just like the first Wii. The, the motion controls, you know... <laughs> You remember how that all went down? They they come out with this controller. Everybody hails it as innovative. I was interested. Like at first, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then I thought about it more. I'm like, well, it's not that it's a dumb hardware choice. It's just it really requires developers to get in on it and make good use of it. So I bought one. I on launch day, in fact, I was in line at Best Buy. I bought two of them because Shannon wanted one also. And mm-hmm. you know, and it was an easier purchase to make because it was only two fifty instead of six hundred dollars. Yes. So I, you know, was an as early an adopter as you could be on the Wii. And basically in a you know, after you play Wii Sports and the the other games that Nintendo themselves published that were Mario designed to, to make good use of yeah designed to make use of the Wiimote, and arguably they didn't even do a good job of using their own hardware, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's just a bunch of a bunch of waving for no reason. Yeah, uh, and, and Mario Kart, that was that came out a while afterwards, right? Yeah. Me, a couple months yeah. afterwards? And that was, a, you know, and they had, like, the wheel attachment, and that was a fine use of the sure. the hardware, but, but third-party-wise, there was very little, and to the point that our, our Wii froze, like, locked up, bricked, freaked out, so it's dead now, but up until that happened about a year ago, it had just become a Netflix box. I mean, that's yeah. we, we didn't play any of the games. Cass is old enough now that she would enjoy Wii Sports for a while, and of course she can't play it because it's dead, but other than that, I mean, it's no big loss, and luckily it wasn't super expensive, but really, I, that that whole potentially cool... Uh, innovative thing didn't work because they never got any third-party support. Then yeah, they released I'm trying to think right the now, Motion and I... Plus that improved the sensitivity of the... Oh, of to the... make like Wii Sports 2 and all that stuff? Yeah, they or didn't the tell thing. anybody about this in advance. They didn't tell yeah. developers, hey, here's this new capability. And LucasArts, which doesn't exist anymore, may they rest in peace, uh, <laughs> LucasArts was working on a lightsaber-based game at the time, and then Nintendo comes out and announces Motion Plus, and LucasArts is like, what the hell, man? <laughs> why would you? Why on earth would you not communicate with the people that keep you alive and produce software for your hardware and just instead just spring this crap on us? And yeah, and you, we, said, you said yesterday there was no early dev kit. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cause, because Bethesda basically said that. That's right. Yeah. 
they said that we're we're not developing for the Wii U. I don't think it was a matter of not having an early dev kit. It was just they. I, I honestly I don't know the details of their dev kit, but I just I know that Bethesda said now that the product is in is on the market. Now you are trying to get us to develop for your console. Where were you when it was in development? Why were you not right. courting? Developers, and I don't think it was that Bethesda was feeling slighted because honestly, how much money were they going to make on the Wii U anyway? I think it was mm-hmm. more just a commentary in general, like, "Hey, Nintendo, advice for the future. You need if you're still around. Yeah, if you still exist in the future, you need companies that can produce games because you only have a couple of core franchises that are still making money for you. Mm-hmm. And now, real games, and by I don't mean real as in kid games aren't real in a snobby way. I just mean games that make money don't exist on their systems. Except, well, they're handheld. They're doing fine handheld-wise, but on their consoles, they just are slowly fading because they... So if you get in early on the Wii U thinking, okay, this is going to be the one. This is the innovative, awesome new thing. That's going to turn them around. Yeah, That's going to turn them around. It very well could. But not if they just say, here's something cool uh, that we invented yesterday. Do you want to develop for it now? And everybody's like, no, because we were developing for your competitors a long time ago because they actually told us what was going on. We saw a future in it. The, the one fact that still blows my mind to this day is the Wii games used a DVD disc, right? Uh-huh. It could not play a DVD movie. Like, right. what, how hard, how much programming? I'm pretty sure they could have hired somebody with our level of computer programming expertise, which is none, and been like, hey, can you make this play DVDs? And someone would be like, sure. Done. Yep. DVDs, you know, does, it does not require a lot of hardware power. It's not like I'm asking you to play Blu-rays and decode you know, 1080p worth of resolution. Yeah. It's, it's not a hardware 480, thing. 480p, right? Yeah, they, they can play. Software. Uh, if you get the Homebrew channel on there, yeah. they'll play DVDs. They are fully capable hardware-wise, of playing DVD movies. So you said you relegated yours to a Netflix box. That means that if you wanted to watch DVDs on that TV, you still had to have a separate device to do it. Yep, so it wasn't even a complete movie. And and streaming to it was... Now, this is again, this is all out of the box. With Homebrew, you can get streaming options that work uh, and and DVD playback. But yeah, it's just really short-sighted to me. And their whole thing is, we, we want to be different from the competition, but... (laughs) <laughs> that's just that's like saying if you you're gonna make a new cell phone, you're like we want to be different from the competition, so we're gonna make it where you you we don't have a dialer with numbers on it. You just have to talk to your phone, or it's a triangle, and, or it's, it's a or yeah, triangle. It's, sure. I mean, just whatever stupid ass idea you want to come up with for a phone. When you're like, no, there's basic functionality that people expect when they purchase a phone. Yeah, and we're at the point now where discs that are exactly the same size and fit into the same machine. I mean, they're having this problem now. Is it the PS4 that won't play CDs or some bullshit? What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and their thinking is probably, well, we want you to buy our music in the cloud. I, I, I can definitely see that because I know I know Apple stayed away from Blu-rays for a long time because why would they let you play Blu-rays when, like you said, you could just download them on iTunes, pay us more yeah. money for the movie you already own. But at least in that case, I mean, I do not support that move at all. I think that is it's completely bullshit. It's a disc. At least though, in that case, for Sony, you can say, "Well, I see what you're doing there because you want us to buy your movies." But Nintendo not letting a the Wii play 
DVDs, like they don't stand to benefit from that. It's just a dumb choice. Yeah. I, and that's just seemingly how they operate now. And yet they come out with these sort of interesting ideas that get people to, to buy early and then wish that they hadn't. Hmm. Well, speaking of buying early, what what uh, benefits? I mean, because there are a lot of cons that I, we could probably just name off right off the bat of being an early adopter. Well, what do you think would be a benefit of being an early adopter, if if there are any? Well, I mean, on the basic level, there's just impatience or excitement and the fulfillment of it is fun. It is legitimately fun to me. Some for certain in certain cases, to, to go to like a midnight release of a game at Hastings and, and get the game right away and know that there are millions of like-minded people who like the same things that I like, who are just as excited at the same moment as me and all playing the same game. That's like, that's just cool to me. Okay. It's not always worth $60. Or screwing up your sleep schedule. You know, we oh, are well. getting a little older, so. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's not always something I'm going to do, but that's by itself, that to me is at least a potential benefit. Yeah, one of the things I came across was, um, you know, since we are you know podcasting gurus now, that having a game early would enable you to, I guess, write about it or play it and you know do a review earlier than you know the next guy or your competition. But not not a lot of other pro early adopter things I came across. Well, there's you know. something to like. Okay, you. You are a probably bigger than average sports fan, right? Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? I'd say so. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you watched the Packers game? Oh yes, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, I don't mean to rub salt in the wound. Oh no, no, no. I, I know you're not. I know you're not. If if you had not been able to watch that game on Sunday, mm -hmm. but you DVR'd the game, which many people do not do don't even bother recording a game because they know they won't watch it, would you have any interest in watching that game in its entirety after the fact? In its entirety? Absolutely not. Because that's you have to, like, especially with sports, you have to seclude yourself from any kind of news sports-related uh, with, with phones and computers telling you, hey, remember your favorite team they played? Here's the final score. No, I don't want that. So... I don't but, think. But if you watched it right it. after it aired, like the game well, is over, would you then watch the game in its entirety immediately after? It, it'd probably have to be the same day, and it'd probably have to be a good reason that I couldn't make it. Like I was at something more fun, like a midnight release, and I slept through the game because it was an early game. Or being in like Hawaii, where the games come on at like six or seven in the morning, and I just don't want to get up that early on a Sunday. Yeah, I'm assuming I think you it would have, have to be some the same good. Day. You'd have some good reason not to watch the game. It wasn't that you didn't want to watch it. It's just you couldn't for whatever reason. Right. A lot of people, and I might be among them in theory, but I, I don't watch sports nearly to the degree that you do. So I was just wondering because some people would say, no, because part of the experience is playing it, is, is watching it live. Even though you're not there, it, there's just something, even if you keep, you know, completely spoiler-free, stay off of Facebook, stay off the web so you don't know what the score is, you don't know who won, don't know what the big plays were. It's just, for some people, that's not adequate. You need to know that the game is happening now or several seconds ago, you know, right, <laughs> it's essentially live. 
Well, yeah, because I, I have that feature for NHL because NHL, there's 82 games a season. There's no way I'm going to be able to watch every single one unless that's my full-time job, you know. So right. I like, and I'm, I'm going to shamelessly plug them here because you get the option of, yeah, you could watch the whole game afterwards, which I don't want to do because it's three or four hours. Or you could watch, like, two or three minutes of just, like, extreme highlights where you know that, like, every play is going to be, like, either a really awesome save or a goal, which yeah. almost, to me, defeats the purpose because you're like, uh, I feel like like you're, a, I don't know, just an ADD kid, like, waiting to, like, see the ball and just go go get the ball, you know, and you're just, uh. like, so hyped up from it. Where I, I like actually watching the 10-minute version of the game where they show good and or pretty good plays. So you're not like, well, is that going to be a goal? No, you're like, well, it, this might surprise me still. So... Maybe the surprise element of it makes me like the seven to eight minute version of the condensed game a little bit better. So, yeah, yeah. But well, being immersed so... in fantasy sports, it's it's almost impossible to <laughs> to seclude yourself that well unless you just well, I'm just not going to look till Tuesday when I finally get to watch the game because we have TV shows that we watch, you know, and we DVR them. But like, I haven't watched The Walking Dead yet, so I don't. I'm like, I was watching Tora 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 on AMC. And they had a Walking Dead commercial. I was like, nope, <laughs> changing the channel. I don't want to get spoiled on that one. Yep. So. Well, so I, I think with to get back to the question, with, with mm-hmm. early adoption of games in particular and, and consoles and, and other things too, I think there's just something for, for some people, and I, I don't usually feel this, but I do occasionally, where there's just something sort of hard to define and hard to describe about being part of the the sort of cultural moment of playing that game when it's new. Yeah, that makes when, sense. Because I, I experienced that with, with GTA Five a little bit, knowing that not too many people are able to stay home from work, you know, the two days after it came out without getting in trouble and, and just basically play that all day. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, could, I could see that. Yeah, and I don't think it's crazy that to say that you and I have experienced that because here we are spending an hour and a half of our afternoon recording a conversation about games. We like games. I mean, this it is an interest of ours. So that Yeah, it's not like we're chess players doing a podcast about video games, you know, that baffles yeah, us. This is what we like. It's not crazy that we would that we would like to feel like we're somewhat part of the gaming zeitgeist, right? I mean, right. And, and part of that is playing games when they're out, not when they are in the bargain bin three years later. Sure. But I, I think, too, on the other hand of it, or the other side of it, I guess, that money is not the only reason that you and I are just choosing not to early adopt these systems. Right. Yeah, if I really wanted to, I could go and grab my credit card and go buy a PS4. Maybe not, because I don't know what the sales are and what the availability is, but you know, right. price was not the only reason that kept me away from it. And, and I think we hinted on this right. on our first podcast. For sure. I mean, price is... Yeah, yeah it, it's it's a it's an issue to deal with, but like if my for example, if my PS3 craps out right now, well, I'm not gonna go buy a PS4 because it's not gonna do for me what I want it to do. I want to still be able to play the games that I have. You know, I want to still be able to play Borderlands a year and a couple months after it came out, and GTA yeah. 5, which came out two months ago, that just won't work on the PS4. Yeah, I actually risk more, or by risk, I mean I actually lose more by jumping to a new console, not because of what I'm getting, but because of what I'm giving up, because without backwards compatibility, all my games are worthless. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to rebuy them. <laughs> Which I don't. Thank you very much. Nope, either. Nice try, Sony. Yeah. Well, and so I guess other other benefits of jumping in early just depend on, I guess, 
person by person. There's always going to be plenty of negatives, plenty of risk, reasons not to do it. Um, oh. oh, yeah, speaking of which, before before I forget, uh, the Cutting Edge comic, have, have you seen this before? What is it? Um, it's, it's a comic. It's about this person, and it came, this is probably years old, but there was this person who plays video games on, like, a five-year delay. It's a little comic strip, and they're like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm playing a... I don't remember what 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 it was like uh, Counter Strike or something. And like that game came out like five years ago. And they're like, yeah, I know. I play games on a uh, five year delay, so I don't have to keep up with all the uh, hardware requirements <laughs> or you know keeping a computer that could they could run them. And they're like, I don't really see any delays for or any uh, not delays any downsides to that. And then like a week later, they're like, don't eat the cake, it's a lie. And they're like, oh, it's, everyone's like palm <laughs> face palming it, you know. Yeah. I'll have to share that on our. Facebook page because it would be super cheap that way. It would be very cheap, but I, five years is a long time. That's here it is, cutting edge JPEG. Yeah, but it, the only reason it's a long time is because I mean, no, the long five years would be the first five years of saying, when you're not playing anything. Yeah, basically five years. I'm gonna just let the world move on <laughs> and do <laughs> other things. But like when you can finally play games, because the 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 problem with old games isn't that there's anything wrong with them, and there's some great old games, but you're always going to feel like you're comparing them to what's out now. But if you don't know what's out now, then the exactly. five-year-old stuff is new to you. It would work and be a lot cheaper. The I mean, opposite. I buy old games. I don't buy yes. anything, everything. That, like, in fact, I probably have a dozen PS3 games. I've bought maybe three of them new. Maybe three. I mean, I had some that were gifts that really? were new. But almost all of them are okay. used. And from usually from GameFly or from Hastings, I don't have to be first out of the gate and spend sixty dollars when I can wait a while and spend twenty. I'm fine with that. But I do understand the right. motivation of once in a while for things that I am particularly excited about. You know, Fallout Three was one of those in recent years. Yeah, you're you're you've been into the Fallout's for a while. So you were an early adopter yeah. into the Fallout, or at least a yep. later early adopter, I guess. Yes. I was very excited to see that franchise come back, and I went out and bought the Metal Lunchbox version at uh, midnight at GameStop. <laughs> nice. Yep. And I have had no the, regrets. Uh, the comic I was describing is on the Facebook page. So. Cool. All right. Well, I think we've sort of covered this topic. We are lagged. I can hear myself. Yeah, I can too. But we probably covered this as much as needs to be covered, right? I think so. There's really no conclusion to this one. It's sort of a case by case. <laughs> well, really, I mean, there's no yes or no answer. It it really depends on how much it's a mentality you're yeah. gonna get out of. Yeah, exactly. So, so we are not going to adopt this console generation early, or even for the foreseeable future. I I, I, don't, yeah, I don't. I don't see anything that's gonna get me on board yet. Nothing. Nope. Nothing's piqued my interest. Nope. Yeah, it's really. It's probably gonna be like, well, my PS3 died. <laughs> now what? <laughs> that is true. So join us sometime this week or next week, depending on when we when we get this one up. We'll shoot for uh, Friday. Yes. Yeah, that's Friday. Friday should work. I don't see anything foreseeable. We might have to do it a little early because I think I have CQ again that night, but that should give me the day off prior. Yeah, we'll shoot for Friday. We don't have a topic yet, but we'll try to work one out. And maybe we'll here. put it on Facebook. So there that you way go. you can know going into it. Yes. Or the blog. Or both. Or both. <laughs> there might be some skywriting involved even. I don't know. We're gonna we're just we're crazy, we do what we want. <laughs> All right.
So until next time, game Thanks on. Thanks for joining us.